And we are back on Yeah Coach Podcast, where we encourage you to take action in life through the testimonies of others. And I have my good friend. She graduated with a double bachelor's degree in marketing and international science, international business. Um, she has been with OTF Fitness here in corporate, corporate headquarters in Florida and here in Lexington, Kentucky for a little over a year. And with her fitness journey, she's lost over 80 pounds. I welcome the coach, Nicole. How are you doing today? I'm awake. I'm awake. (laughs) You're awake? I am. You just woke up? I just woke up. (laughs) Well, welcome. Welcome. First, I want to thank you for your time. Like this is this is an opportunity for me and the people listening um, to hear another story um, of how they can be encouraged and just another perspective on encouragement to take action in life. And I want to say thank you because um, not everybody's as open and it takes real courage just to take that step. So thank you, Nicole. Well, thank you. I'm excited for this journey for you and I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, I'm super excited to hear everybody's story. So thanks for letting me be on. Uh, moving on from that, we... Um, The first question for the podcast, what did you eat for breakfast this morning? Two yogurts. I was in a rush. (laughs) Two yogurts? Yes. Oh, let let everybody know what time you woke up this morning. Um, This morning, I woke up at 3.55 a.m. Ooh, 3.55, (laughs) why? 3.55. That is the morning routine if you're in the fitness industry. A lot of people are very familiar with it. Man, you are not wrong. So 3.55 this morning, you scarfed down two yogurts and headed into OTF. Headed to OTF to open up the studio. Yep. <laughs> Man. Um, so how did you how did you start with OTF? Like what what made you go to OTF? Um and by the way, for people that may be new to the podcast, OTF is Orange Theory Fitness. It's the uh, the cult, the orange logo you see all around the United States, around the world, that seems a little bit like a cult. It's not, but it is at the same time. <laughs> we love it. Um, you will too. So How I got started with OTF. So, yeah, I was training at um, one of the corporate studios in West Boca. And I got started with them because I was working with their competition um, in South Florida. And I left that gym because they, we had differences. Um, I wanted to be a trainer. They didn't want to make me a trainer. I was the multi-unit studio manager for their gym. And... I was like, that's fine. I'll go to your competition. No problem. I was 23. I had a lot of, you know, fire under me to go and be better and went and trained for six months under the head coach over there at OTF in West Boca and loved it. Loved the environment, loved the people. I honestly thank him for everything that he taught me over the six months because he taught me how to be a coach, right? He taught me how to be a trainer, how to like take someone who's new and just like mold them into what it should be. I'll tell you the first week at corporate training for uh, coaches is rough. All you do is learn the first five minutes of the intro. And while everyone's doing their intro, you're on the tread running at your base pace for hours. (laughs) Very intense week. Uh, But it it teaches you that you can be someone. But I was the underdog, right? Uh, It didn't end up working out. I didn't get like a solid coaching position there. Um, I ended up taking another job at another studio. Um, So I trained there. was fun, but I needed money. Trainers need money. It's hard um, getting into that world. So So starting off, you started somewhere else before OTF. And then when they didn't want to bring you to that coach position, you left to go train for that coach position. What was the um, business there? What, What gym was that? Um, 
I just choose not to name them. But honestly, I have nothing but ultimate respect for them. Even Mm -hmm. though we had, I wasn't the ideal coach. You know, when you enter the fitness industry losing, so I lost 80 pounds in that gym, right? Like that's how I got started into the fitness world. I was never Mm -hmm. athletic growing up. I was never a soccer player. I did color guard in high school, which I loved. Um, But I was always chubby, like as a kid. And having like losing the 80 pounds at that gym, being a trainer there would have been like, the dream come true, but it wasn't the body type that they were looking for. And those are exact quotes. So I was like, you know what? That is not an issue. No problem. Um, went to OTF and learned that you can be a trainer in someone else's eyes. It's just sometimes it's better not to have your backstory there. You know, I don't like that. I don't like the way they did that, but you can, yeah. you can only control what you can control right. and you moved on. You, you, you kept a, a level head with it. Um, and you made the most of it. Like, you learned so much more somewhere else. Yeah. And that was able to make you a better coach and a better person. Oh, you were yeah. able to do more things from that because now you're a studio manager. So, like, this it, is – I think it led to some great things. Um, I do, too. If you had to pick one thing that you got the most out of through that experience – or through the – I'm sorry, through the experience of being at OTF, what would that be? To not give up and that – what I learned from the head trainer in West Boca is that you, they see you. It, you just, and someone out there is going to give you a chance. Even if you're a new fitness instructor or, you know, like you have a similar journey to, that I do and you're not like brought up in the fitness world. I tell people I was born into the fitness world when I was 22 years old, you know. So someone out there is going to give you a chance. People do see the light in you. And you have to see the light in yourself and keep pushing. Like, that's one thing that he taught me. And I am so grateful for that. Um, I know he's no longer with OTF. I know he, a couple years ago, opened up his own gym. But, like, if it, if he wouldn't have taken that chance on me, I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't be where I am today. Hmm. So. so he was like a coach for you. Like, quite literally yeah. and figuratively coached you in different ways. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you were, you got into the fitness journey at 22, you said? Yeah. I, um, you know, some personal things happened, got mm-hmm. cheated on. And I kind of looked at my life and was like, well, every time you always want to go back and get that revenge body, right? But it ultimately came down to like, I choose myself this time and I'm choosing my health and fitness. I lost my father at 19 to like, uh, you know, he was on dialysis, the whole works and everything. He had like stents and like the metal jacket, um, seven stents in his heart, a lot of medical issues, but it taught me that like, I don't want to grow up to be like that. And also I want to choose myself after this breakup because I never do. So mentally I was getting ready. Like my therapy was the gym and I would go twice a day and just, I didn't know what to do, but I just did it. And I just kept pushing through, you know? Mm -hmm. And then 50 pounds fell off like that. What? That, that's just a phenomenal story like that. That's amazing. What um, What was I going to say here? I had a question. Oh, what, what got you up in the morning? Like what was like, hey, I want to keep going. I want to keep doing this. Like pound after pound. Did you like at the beginning, did you see a lot of progress right at the beginning? Or were you just like, all right, this is something – that's I'm using to substitute the time that I would be with this person. Like, how? what was your thought process? Um, my thought process was I had a friend who got me into this gym. And he would wake up every morning with me at 5 a.m. to go. Because his thought process was 
you can afford to spend all this money on Starbucks and food, you can afford this gym membership. You need it. I said, bet. And, you know, having someone show up for me, let me know that, yeah, I was there. I mean, the first month I lost 15 pounds right away, just like, and I went to Smoothie King. Like, I didn't do it the normal way people did it. They're like, it wasn't chicken and broccoli. It was like still eating what I wanted to, but like working out twice a day. Um, so, and I don't advise that, but for me, I was on a mission. And when I saw that I could do that, that was amazing. I'd never lost like 15 pounds. I was like, wow, this is exciting. So I started learning more. I started getting on YouTube and like researching things and like having Smoothie King every day. And that for me, that was easy. You know what I mean? That was what made the journey like worth it because I was still eating. Like people were like, oh, take the dressing off your salad. No, I don't want to take the dressing off my salad. I'm going to put it on my salad. I'm going to just do extra work or learn to eat like differently. You know what I mean? Um, and then it kind of stunted <laughs> like five months in, I had lost 50 pounds and I was like, okay, well there's, so I, I started learning a lot more and then, um, I got a macro coach. I got introduced to that and she would make meal plans for me. I didn't know that it was macros back then, but, um, she would make meal plans for me and she would put like Chick-fil-A in it and like pub wraps, like subs, but like in a wrap. Um, she worked with what I like to eat and that like taught me that like there is people out there who you can trust to like teach you how to eat even if you still like to go like get grilled nuggets at Chick-fil-A or whatever. So yeah, she was, um, it was funny cause like the first message she was like, you're very carb heavy. Um, so we're going to learn how to not be, but still give you what you like. And, uh, for me, I'm very emotionally attached to people. Like I have to have like trust with them and then I'll follow the program. So what I mean by that is because she took the time to learn my eating habits and actually apply that to the meal plan instead of just being like, oh, like you like chicken and broccoli and rice. Cool. Here's a, here's a meal plan. You know what I mean? No, she logged my food for like two weeks, figured out my personality and then made a meal plan based off of that. So that is what I mean by I, I trusted her. So I was going to follow it because she took the time to get to know me. So that created the emotional attachment. Oh. Okay. Wow. So would you recommend, what, 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 what was that person's role? Was that nutrition? Was that health coach? Was that dietitian? Um, she was a little bit of everything. Uh, I still work with her. Her name is Jane. Um, I always go back to her. I may try other coaches, Jane, but, you know, love you. Um, so she actually, yeah, she... It's still with me to this day. I'm actually on a macro plan with her right now. I just lost uh, 10 pounds recently after gaining a little bit back. Um, but uh, she's just like a life coach, I would say at this point, um, even though she is making my, you know, meal plan and my workout plan, um, she's there for you. She helps you with your digestion. She helps you understand why. She helps you understand your blood test. She helps you um, every single week. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I owe a lot to her. Yeah. Wow. So, so from what I'm hearing, it's, it kind of correlates and gives more examples of honestly what we're doing here right now. Yeah. It's the people that have been in your life that have given you that coach courage, that, that literally is that courage to take the next step, to walk it, but one, to walk it, two, to let you know you're not walking it alone, three, to actually walk it with you. Because yes. you could actually, like, you could go on a journey. You can walk it by yourself knowing someone's with you. Or you can actually have someone step-by-step step walking, taking the same steps with you. Yeah. Like, that's that's big. Um, wow. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Um, so, 
My next question is going to throw it off a little bit. Um, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to throw it off. You ready for it? Ready. All right, here's a question. Are you who you are because of what you do, or do you do what you do because of who you are? Oh. Um, Take your time. Take your time. Am I am who I am because of what I do, or do I do what I do because of who I am? I do what I do because of who I am. I am a – how do I – I do not plan things. I am a very big believer in you can plan something and it'll never happen to the T. It'll always, something's always going to happen. So the way I live my life is I will pack up and move no matter what. Like, and I mean that in a, not that I'm avoiding things, but in quit a job and take a leap of faith because I see something out there on the horizon and that feels right, I'm going to do it. And I, nothing's going to stop me. Um, so I do what I do because of who I am, uh, for sure, for sure. Where do you think that that came from? How did, how do you think that developed to you as you grew up? Um, that definitely came from my father. Uh, my father instilled in us, um, my brand, which I now have turned into a brand, uh, never say can't. So I have it tattooed on my back. Um, and I actually got that before he passed, so he got to see that tattoo, which was really cool. And he used to tell us all the time, like, you can do whatever you you can do whatever you say. Like, put your mind to it. You can do it. Like, no matter what, my dad taught us to be very independent growing up. And he used to always tell us, never say can't. That was his slogan. That was it. So when I started my fitness business, you know, I was like, never say can't. Like, that's it. Like, that's the name of the business. It's the motto. It's the business. It's the lifestyle. It's the metaphor. It's the movement. And people were using it. They were hashtagging it and running and doing all these things. And it was amazing. And it was like swept, you know, like what I like to think, <laughs> like my little America of people that I had as a support system. Um, but that was instilled in me at a very young age. And I am that way. And I, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword. Um, sometimes I take leaps that are scary for other people, scary for a partner that I have at the time or scary for family members. Cause they're like, you're going to quit your job again and go take a leap. And I'm like, yeah. And that's especially like when I got into the fitness industry, I just quit my job. OTF, I was training on the side, but it was shadow training. So I wasn't being paid, but I was like, yeah, I just quit my studio manager job. No problem. I'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I do everything the way I do because of that. And I wouldn't change it. Okay. When, as, as I hear that, I know a, a lot of people that are like you. And when I think about it, and I think about people that are the complete opposite, that's me. Like, <laughs> 100%, I have to plan everything. It's not even that I have to. It's like, I want to and I feel better and I do better when I do plan it. I'm getting better when it comes to changing and turning on a dime, um, but I, I, it's tough for me. What advice would you give someone that struggles having that mentality, that struggles, like, not necessarily change, because I can adapt to change, mm -hmm. but struggles with quick changes that are quick commitments? Um, you're never going to know unless you try. Every failure is bringing you closer to that opportunity. So if it's a, you learn a lesson from a failure. So if you take that quick commitment and it didn't end up working out, you know what? There's a lesson that you get to put in your playbook. That would be my advice, short and sweet. 
Mm. Wow. That's going to be some things that I'm going to try to implement these next couple of months and years because that's something that I know that I could benefit from and I could help other people benefit from as well. I mean, yeah, like you have to, you definitely have to like think about it. So I, I envy people who can plan things and have that stability, right? But it's like, and funny, I was talking about this with my therapist today. <laughs> like you, my, so I've had like, not issues, but definitely like some people who have been in my life have wanted that stability factor right? Because that's how they are. They plan everything to a T. They have their comfort bubble. And it's still like a comfort bubble where they can still go out and reach these dreams, but sometimes they can't push the bubble, right? So I'm here like rolling the bubble. I'm like, let's go this way, right? Nope, we're going this way. Like, so, so I understand when they say like, I want the stability factor. I get that. But I was talking to my therapist and I was like, you know what? Like, I need to create the stability factor for myself first by trying on all the different hats. And then when I find out what I want, then I can lock it down and start building from there, right? So like I did the fitness industry. The fitness industry wasn't it for me. Like I did the studio manager thing. The studio manager thing isn't it for me. Um, did the entrepreneur thing, like being a donut maker wasn't it for me. But I've had all these experiences. And that's when I say like every failure leads you to an answer. A lesson and it's like amazing because I have all those experiences you know what I mean but I never planned any of them they just happened I mean how could you plan them how could you plan the experiences you just go in with rolling with the flow oh yeah god no I mean I literally moved to Lexington and I was like I'm gonna make donuts protein donuts and then that was it and then I was in the newspaper and on the news and I in central faces of like Kentucky, like on Instagram and interviews and stuff and <laughs> like food bloggers, like that was a wild experience. That was four months all because I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm bored. Let's go. And it just started, started never say camp because I was bored sitting on a eight hour shift and uh, just built a flyer on my phone. And then I was like, yep. Bought a desk, bought books, learned how to do shit. Sorry. Um, took the NASM course, like really studied, really learned the human body and became a personal trainer. Started training people at parks, doing beach workouts. Like I never planned any of it. If I, here's the thing with people like me, and I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. I know I have a friend right now who does. Um, it's like a roller coaster. And this is how she described it. If I set my mind on something, I never plan it because if I tell someone the idea and they start to put a plan on it and start to stabilize it for themselves, I don't want to do it anymore. You have to let me go on the roller coaster, so go through the motions of starting the donut business, starting the never say can't thing with no big picture in sight except like the very broad goal of like, hey, today I'm going to like, for example, right now, right? Like I'm moving back to Florida. There's no grand scheme of things. My big plan is to travel Europe. I have no job, <laughs> no, no plan, but it's going to happen either way, you know? But if someone was to come into my life and be like, hey, this is how you're going to do it, I wouldn't want to do it anymore because you have to let me go on that roller coaster and like, and then come to a stop and be like, I figured it out. 
here's how we're going to lay out the plan. Took a little bumps, took a little roadblocks, and then the magic happens. Then I bring in the support system and try to, like, pan everything out, you know? Okay. I'm understanding a little better. I feel like I understand the mindset of people with, with mindsets like you are similar like to you the more I talk and converse with these people um, because I don't want 100% get it because I don't appeal to that type of mindset. Mm -hmm. um, I like structure. I like planning. That That's just me. But knowing that people are different is also what I love. Yeah. So like I can't I can't plan these podcasts. I can't plan these, these conversations. My best way to plan them is to say, hey, let's meet up and let's talk. Hey, this is kind of what I want to talk about is fitness. Let's just stay on that topic-ish. If it veers off, it veers off. But we'll bring it back. So like I think listening to more and more people that are like you or that are like people like you and like even my wife is like that. It also allows me to see and allows me to see and push myself. Yeah. To take a chance cuz I, I just didn't always take chances. Like, I wasn't encouraged to take chances. I was encouraged to do the same thing right. growing up. Right. So that's like, I have like that, I have a very logical and fact-based mindset. I have to have a lot of information to understand and to know and to trust something. I can't just trust it just by hearing it once. Um, wow. Wow. Huh. <laughs> that is interesting. Okay, uh, moving on from that question, I think that question, do you remember that, the first question we asked that we got on that topic? No. How you do any, is, is how you do anything? No, no, it was, are you who you are because of what you do or do you do what you do, do, what you do because of who you are? Yes. And it went all through that. That was, I like that. I like, I like that veer off. Um, okay, as we're getting towards the end here, there's a couple more questions I want to ask. Ask. Um, Nicole, Coach Nicole. What was another one? Ooh. What? What? Just because we kind of already spoke a little bit about the way that you think, what is your definition? If you had to put it into words, what is your definition of success? What does that look like to you? Um, I know it's a very cliche question, but if you could define it, how would you define it? I want to give a cliche answer. Whatever makes you happy. <laughs> no. Um, I think success is waking up every day and being excited about the journey that's going to happen in the next 24 hours, right? Because you're never promised, like, the next couple of years, the next couple of days. So it's like success is just never giving up on yourself and never giving up on your dreams. You know, I used to believe that, God, I, you know, I love and I hate the hustler mindset. I do. I, I, you know, I admire people that have it and sometimes it's such a curse because you're, you're your hardest critic, you know, and I have, with age, definitely learned that some people define success as a million-dollar house and a Maserati and a whole other lineup of, you know, cars on their driveway and a billion-dollar income. And that's beautiful. If that's success to you, that's success. But they're still waking up every day working towards their goals. You know what I mean? And 
for me, success is just waking up and bettering myself and making sure success is being true to yourself. That's it, period. It's just being true to yourself. Even if you want to be a nine to five worker, like maybe that's what someone wants and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's why I hate the hustler mindset because it's like you push every day to like not be the nine to five. What's wrong with a nine to five? Maybe that's happy. Maybe that brings income in and insurance for the people who want kids and a white picket fence. You know what I mean? That's success to them. And I fuck, I rock with that. Like I love that. Um, but they're true to themselves. And success is being true to yourself. A lot. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. That, just taking everything in. It's a lot of information, especially given the conversation we've had for the past 30 minutes. Um, okay. So that, that, that's success. One more question then. What does it mean to fail? What does that word mean to you? Failing is an opportunity that is teaching you a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, failure, it's, it's the way you look at it, right? So you could look at waking up late as a failure. You could, I didn't get, I didn't pass NASM the first time. That's a failure. Um, I mean, I, I did, but like people who didn't or whatever, whatever it is, I didn't pass this test. I didn't pass that test. Um, I didn't make honor roll for college. I didn't hit my macros today. That's a failure. I didn't hit the PR I wanted. That's a failure. But no, it's not. It's a lesson. It's something you got to put in your playbook. You got to put it in your back pocket. You learned it. That's awesome. You have one up, you know. Like Eric Thomas, I used to really be into Eric Thomas. He describes failure as because he used to be a professor, right? So he would tell his kids, a professor or a coach, I can't remember, but he would tell his kids that if you failed that math, that math class, like, that's awesome. Because no, next year when you go back, you're going to have five steps ahead of all the newbies that are coming in. So you can take those five steps, relearn them, perfect them, and then you're being set up for steps six through ten of the lesson plan. So I get that. I relate to that because I get it. Like I failed college algebra three times. I had to go to a whole other college just to get credit for it and transfer it. So like that spoke to me when I was like 21 years old taking college algebra. You know what I mean? Um, But that's what it is. It's just another lesson for your playbook. I like the way you look at failure. I like that a lot. Thanks. I think uh, a really, a quote, I think a quote by some really wise person said, uh, failure is a necessary pit stop on your path to becoming greater. I I realized that that was a really good interpretation of that quote, what you said. Like it's failure is not final. It's not. Failure is not final. Failure is not fatal. Success is not final. Yeah. Very true. Very, very true. Wow. Okay, if we have that time before any other cameras cut off, one more question. I know I keep saying one question. It's all good. But this is for the last question we always do in the interview. is For the people listening, what advice would you give them that are afraid to take that next step in that fitness industry, whether it be their fitness journey personally or they're thinking about becoming a coach or an instructor or 
um, go apply at a gym and they don't feel like they can do it because they don't feel as fit as they should be. What advice would you give them to take that, ne to take that next step? Um, I'm going to speak to the people who are, who have lost the weight, right? Who aren't the athlete, um, growing up, like you, my advice to you is just go face the rejection head on. Um, it'll happen, but someone out there is going to take that chance on you. And one rejection is bringing you closer to a yes. That sounds cliche. It sounds mundane and oversaid, but it's the truth. Like, it's the truth, and that's the reason why it is a cliche, and it is repeated over and over again, because you're never going to know unless you try. So dust yourself up, pick yourself up, put on your freaking spandex, go put on a trainer shirt, and go. And start at LA Fitness if you have to. Start somewhere. Get the experience. Start training people on the side. Be educated. Know what you're doing. YouTube it if you have to. Don't hurt someone because you don't have the knowledge for it, but go, do it. Step on the side of the gym, learn people's names, start learning management's names, but don't give up on yourself. Don't cut yourself short. I like it. I like that. Well, <laughs> woo, don't sell yourself short. Take that jump. Take that leap. Yeah, that's, that's going to be that quote for today. Use that Coach Nicole mindset. Take that next step. Woo! Love it. Well, that, that's going to wrap up that podcast for today. Thank you, Nicole. We had to do one thing before we end, though. We always do it. Yeah, Coach, you say it as a sign of encouragement. Like, you just beat someone in Madden or you, like, talk to a girl <laughs> you're uncomfortable talking to, right? You say it like, hell yeah. Like, and we got to say it with enthusiasm. You got to say right. it loud. You can back up from the mic a little bit if you need I'm to, not all right? You ready? We're going to take yeah, on the count okay. of three. You ready? One, two, three. Yeah, yeah coach. coach. <laughs> Woo. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next time. Y'all have a good one.